Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy Jorts. He's got some jorts, huh? We just did an exclusive YouTube pre-show, and you got some jorts on. Yeah. Guys, if you're just listening to this, you got to go and check out the YouTube. Ruther's wearing jean shorts, and they're tight. And they're short. Yeah. They're tight and they're short. Shout out to Matt Locken, Dirtball Fan Mail. My mom, my mom doesn't know what to make of all this, by the way. Of all of what? The, your your life. Well, yeah, that because while she was here, I gotta give another shout out to Kyle Aronofsky, sent a old record of Bill Cosby. Okay. A comedy album. Right. A, a, a vinyl. A vinyl, right. Yes. So that arrives while she's here. How much dirtball mail has Kyle, Ar- Kyle Aronofsky sent at this point? Bro, he's crushing it. Kyle has sent the Pete Rose Gold Star Glass. He sent the Marvin Lewis bobblehead, the Kellen Winslow Jr. I mean, he's all about, you know, get ranked or die. Like, yeah. Like, he's top. He's sliding top three. Oh, you, you, you realized you were using somebody's slogan, he who cannot be named, and you pulled out? <laughs> you pull out on that slogan? I don't know if I pulled out. Um, so your mom, what what was so, the biggest thing that she was like, what the hell is this? Well, so that arrives. What about just the general, how would you feel about Harambe? We talked about that. She didn't even mention it. Great. She didn't mention it, and then I brought it up to her probably two days in. Or no, I brought it up to her because she got in on Tuesday. We left Wednesday morning. I said, you didn't even mention Harambe? And she's like, she's like whatever, it's your place. Look like she learned from the old man. Because yeah. Walt Ruther's line is always, my house, my rules. That was always his line. My house, my rules. We're going to watch what I want on TV. I'm going to feed you whatever you whatever I'm cooking. It's like, my house, my rules. I like it. Joe, and, he, and he broke Joanne, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. She's like, your house, your rules. Don't hurt me. Yeah. But she was very impressed with the makeover. She, she walked in and was like, oh, my God, the painting and the... The ceiling fan and the carpet and the decorating. Look at that! You you replaced your little light. You you, you replaced your your bulb there. Yeah. Nice. So we're good to go. You're, yeah. But then you know this package arrived from Matt, and she's like, she's like Smut Studio. What is this? Like she doesn't she doesn't listen to the show. Right. She doesn't know she slept in the Smut Studio. Right. <laughs> when she was here, she slept in the bed. You sleep on the couch. Yeah. My mom has a snoring issue, dude. Really? Oh my God. Got to get her some of those breathe rights, bro. Bro. I cranked Breathe rights are a game changer. Get your mom some breathe rights. Send her some in the mail. They're like fucking three bucks on Amazon. I I literally it was it was tough because I have a noise machine. I had it cranked as loud as I could next to my head. And I got two fans. You have, going. You have a white noise machine? I do, but I play crickets. It's just uh it's just white women talking about Broad City. <laughs> 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 it's just such a great show. It totally it's like it's so funny. It's like it totally speaks to me. <laughs> That's a good one, Prano. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just just bitches talking about fucking mimosas and gender reveal parties. 
What's up with the gender reveal thing, man? I I, I can't get it. I've be- never seen such a thing. Well, the thing is that's weird is like at the exact same time as people decided there was like 400 genders, there started being gender reveal parties. Exactly. It's confusing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm whatever. I want my kid to be whatever gender ice cream cakes are. Because when I cut into that gender reveal cake, I want it to be a Carvel ice cream cake. I hope he's Carvel gender. Yeah, I thought about the same thing the other day. At the same time where we have 600 genders, we're deciding at these parties if it's a male or a female. Yeah, my kid's going to be Fudgy the Whale gender because that's the cake we're having at his gender <laughs> reveal party, his or her gender reveal party. Well, I don't, I don't make, I don't want to make the mood gloom and, and and make the mood gloom, make it gloomy. make the mood gloom again. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to bring down the room, so to speak, but uh, I have some very sad Savage Town news. Oh no. The mayor has resigned from his position. No, the mayor is still going strong. There's a, another sheriff running against you in the next sheriff election. No. Uh, someone blew their own brains out in my building this weekend. Somebody killed themselves? Yep. Sh- shot themselves? Blew their head off. What? Unit 136. How do you know that? Well, I, first of all, the, the sheriff does research. Right. Uh, nobody wanted to touch the, it. Well, I'm the sheriff, so I had to come in and... So here's what happened. Uh, Look at the I, crime scene. I get a text yesterday from the mayor, and he right. goes, dude, the cops are here. Uh, the first floor, you know, in back of the pool area uh, on the, the corridor, which is connected to where the, uh, the bike rack is, it's all blocked off, caution tape. Somebody's dead. And... He goes, and I'm like, okay, I'm at the beach with my mom, but I'm like, okay, what's happening here? So we don't know. Nobody knows details. Somebody died. Did somebody overdose on drugs? What happened? There are some old people here. Nobody knows. We just know it's that area. So I get back yesterday. Did you have anybody in that area that you're friendly with that you were worried about? No, I don't know anybody in that area, really. Not on the first floor. But I also didn't know it was the first floor. Second floor crew. You're like you're a strict second floor crew. Well, and I know a guy on the third floor who's 76, who I've befriended. Yeah, who, who's a very, very frail, older guy. I've helped him carry groceries in the last, even in the last week, and I was worried it might have been him. Right, because he was he was doing some drugs the other day, uh, but nothing nothing crazy. He was on shrooms the other day. The 76 year old man that you yeah. helped carry groceries was on shrooms. Yeah, legend. Yeah, he's great. In fact, he came back to my apartment. He's, he's a like, Sherpa of Savage Town. He he. I'm not trying to be mean. He looks like he escaped a concentration camp. Like, I'm not even trying to make a joke. He's so frail. He said he's 115 pounds. I feel bad for the guy. He sits on the steps. He can't carry his groceries. I've carried him twice now. He's the most thankful guy. He came back, actually. He's like, I can't carry my groceries. They're like, because you're frail. He's like, because I'm tripping balls. (laughs) (laughs) So, So the other day I saw him, he was. He's like, I'm on shrooms right now. I had to tell him eight times. He's like, "What do you do for a living?" When I popped, you, what I mean, can you get this guy in the Den Report? I would love to get this guy. Seventy-six-year-old fucking shroomhead. Problem is, he can't hear that well. You don't need to really hear. I mean, he asked me eight times what I did for a living. Yeah, I go, I go, uh, the comedy podcast world, and he kept thinking, uh, "What did he keep thinking?" I was saying, He's "Like you cook with a crock pot." <laughs> can you make money crock potting, podcasting, crock pot? So I was concerned that it was that it was Marty. I was concerned again. The lovely older gentleman. He's been here since 1987. Wow. You know, and his his advice to me was take advantage of life while you're young. You don't want to get old like me. Anyway, it wasn't him. I get back. I run into one of the maintenance workers. 
after I get back from the beach with my mom, and I really, now looking at it, I didn't handle it as well because I didn't think it through. I see him, and I go, dude, what happened? Did somebody die? And you, and right when I said that, he had the look on his face, and he goes, yeah, man, somebody shot themselves. It was a bloody mess. And then I was like, oh, fuck. He probably discovered the body right? and the head blown off. And here I am asking all these questions. Uh, did somebody, like, call it in? Did somebody hear it? So here's what happened. The estimated time of death was Saturday between 2 to 5. Nobody called it in. The apartment, the floor, apparently, dude, it's hot. It's been, you know, at that point it had been 18 hours. Apparently the floor just stunk. I end up talking to the neighbor across from where the guy killed himself, who I didn't know, but again, I'm the sheriff, I'm investigating. And uh, he goes, dude, the floor stunk when I woke up this morning. The floor meaning the whole first floor. Yeah. Like that, that corridor of the building. It's a massive building where I live. He goes, it smells, and I've never hunted. He goes, if you've hunted, it smells like when you kill a deer and you're gutting it. It just stunk. And I heard all these knocks this morning. And I thought it was at my place. And I opened my door and it just stunk. And uh, it was police. And, and then I apparently had just missed it about three yesterday they were just at that point taking the body out so the body was in there they have to do all the investigation they can't touch anything yeah so they just had taken the body out and the guy who works here said like again i think he discovered he goes blood was everywhere because if the guy shot himself it just you know shot everywhere so yeah not good news no savage town uh so rest in peace to that gentleman. I've done some research. I'm not going to, of course, reveal his name, but I, I do yeah. have his name. I have his age. Uh, I've done my homework. How old was he? He was 47. Wow. And his, I asked his neighbor, I said, did you know him? And he said he didn't. He just knew he was, he was riding his bike all the time. So okay. that's all he knew. Anyway, that's, that's an update for what's going on in Savage Town. That's crazy. Yeah. And, of course, my mom's here, and I... She finds out all this, and yeah, that's... but but you know what? I have to ask this. The neighbor made a he was quick to make a joke, which I thought was like, "Wow, talk about too soon." I said, "Imagine me the next person who lives there." Well, yeah, and he goes, "Cheap rent, though." I, yeah, and he started laughing. I, that's what I was thinking too. But I'm like, they won't. It's it's Venice. They'll but, they'll just be like, we'll just clean it up. But with the house, they have to let you know that somebody died here with an apartment. Is, is that true? That is true. That's not a myth. I'm pretty sure that's true. But with an apartment, do you think they're going to let the next person know? What's going to be crazy Some is, dude blew his brains What's going to be crazy is when you move out of here and they're like, we heard somebody blew their brains out in this apartment building. Is this, look at this rug. Is this the place? And you're like, no, that's Trey's milkshake. <laughs> we That place got cleaned up. <laughs> Can I go to the comment section? Yeah. I got to go to the comment section. The comments are on fire today with this, what is being deemed CSI Savage Town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a comment from Dylan Cahoon. He could hear Prano yelling, kill yourself through the walls. <laughs> oh, no. And finally just took his advice. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can you imagine if he listened to your show and he was just like the ultimate Carmelo Anthony fan? He was just like, well, that's it. He's told me to kill myself 30 times now. It's pretty eerie, though, man. <sighs> yeah. It's tough. Like, I don't know, man. I walked by the, the other unit next to him, and it was, you could see this very, like, hippie L.A. dude, and he had signs of love everywhere, and I'm thinking, dear God. 
you live next door to the dude who just blew his own brains out, and you got all these love signs. Apparently, he didn't uh, didn't step foot in your apartment. Wild. Yeah. CSI Savage Town. Sheriff and the mayor investigate. Uh, we just called the mayor. He'll be here in five minutes. Sheriff's on the way. Well, I did let the mayor know today at work. He was very proud of me. Okay, should I just reveal it on air? Maybe I shouldn't. What? The reason I know his name was when I went to check my mail today, all the mailboxes, all the little boxes were open because the, the mailman was right, there. Right, right. And I, I couldn't resist. I went to his unit. I had to, I, I picked up his mail briefly. I didn't take it. It's a federal crime. I just looked at his name. <laughs> That's a federal crime? I don't think you're allowed to touch anybody else's mail, but I, I don't think he's going to press any charges. So. Okay. Well, I briefly looked at his mail. I gave his name to the mayor, and the mayor goes, I'm deep now in... Uh, He's like, I don't see a LinkedIn, I don't see a Facebook, but I do have an age. We're going to do some research on this. Wow. CSI Savage You guys are hard at work. I don't know what you're trying to find out for. I don't know what we're trying to find out either. But. I think think where I live at this point is a reality TV show. Yeah. Savage Town. It's kind of like Melrose Place. I bet you if you casted this place, you could find eight units of like crazy interesting people. I mean, we have everything from a 76-year-old man who's kind of dying to 22-year-olds moving in here. Yeah. Like, the disparity of people who live... There's 140 units. I know. It's nuts. It's got to be the biggest place in all of Venice. I've been saying that. It's got to be. The biggest apartment unit. I I can't even think off the top of my head of anything that's even close to 140 units. Yeah. In Venice? It's got to be the biggest place. It's got to be. I just love the name, Savage Town. Yeah. Real quick, I know we're. I know people are like, "What the fuck? Do these guys cover sports?" I have to tell one more Savage Town oh boy, story. Here we go. But it's a Venice story. You'll okay. appreciate it. My neighbor said yesterday at the pool. She said her and her boyfriend were walking down Mildred the other day, and actually they were just outside smoking a cigarette. There's a couple in a huge fight that are walking down Mildred, just screaming at each other. The bars are out. It's like 2 a.m. They're screaming at each other. A homeless guy walks out of his tent. It's like 2 a.m. on Mildred, yells at the couple who are are yelling at each other and goes, will you keep it down? I'm trying to have sex in here. (laughs) That's some Mildred (laughs) shit right there. So he's banging a woman. A homeless guy is banging another homeless woman. In a tent on Where Mildred. are they tenting these days? It's probably a sidewalk, but not re- they're not really on Mildred anymore. Right. They moved to uh they moved to North Venice Boulevard. Okay. Yeah. Can you guys keep it down? I'm trying to have sex. I mean, in they've got to be on the reality show too. A couple of a couple of the homeless folks that just live like Savage Town adjacent. <laughs> It'd be great. Like have have like one of those digital maps of this place, show where each unit is when people are Make an appearance on the show. You should start filming this. We'll t- we'll talk after the episode. We we'll t- we'll talk to our, our our good friend Guy. Yeah, get, you know, get a Savage Town pilot going. Yeah, I mean he knows his stuff. He, yeah. You know. Anyway, let's get to some sports. Let's do it. What's going on in sports, Andy? I don't know, Joe. It's that time of year, right? It's preseason football. No one cares. But, uh, but we do have to talk about what's going on with the NFL. Okay. Oh, the hits and all that stuff. Like they're in, they're in a point where it's blinking guy meme. Oh, 24/7. no, not even, not even. They're they're the spinning, they're the spinning SpongeBob meme. <laughs> like they're, they're <laughs> fucking like, <laughs> they are. It's it's such a fucking shipwreck situation. 
It's making it kind of easy for me to like maybe give up on the NFL. The hit everyone, of course, is talking about was the Vikings-Jags game. But you know what? That's that's only like one of ten that I've seen that are just like equally offensive that they were flagged. But that one was stupid. I've watched it so many times. Yeah. His knee is literally... The, the tackler's knee is on the ground when he makes the tackle. Yeah. It would be considered a... W- would you call it like a... What's the word I'm looking for? Like... If they're teaching tackling. Yeah, a form tackle. Yeah, like yeah. a basic form, how you do it, tackle. I honestly don't know what they want. I can't even begin to imagine. But to me, here, here's the example. Maybe here's the analogy I'd use. It'd be like watching a basketball game, and Steph Curry is five feet in back of the three-point line, and he hits a three, and they refuse to give him three. Yeah. You're like, no, dude, this is... This is basically a part of the sport. I I honestly do not know what the fuck they're doing. I, I made the joke on our Twitter feed the other day. It's like the NFL owners were sitting around like, we need to do something, anything to get them to stop talking about this anthem shit. And then I was like, owner number two, I got it. And that clip, it's like they've actually found a way to be even more offensive in their decisions than than. Black people can't have an opinion. They're like, oh, also football players are not allowed to hit people with their shoulder pads. But it is true right now. I again, I, I didn't watch much when my mom was here. I basically was, I didn't watch any TV. But I did. I would occasionally hop on Twitter. That's all people were talking about. Yeah. And all people were talking about was that and saying what you just said. Maybe I'm not going to watch football because of this. Yeah. This isn't well, football. They're they're just piling on. They're just piling on reasons not to watch. I just don't understand it. I'm tr- I, I, I've thought about this since last night. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Like, I'm trying to understand how it gets to this point I mean, of I, it's not even being a sport. Like, I, I seriously don't, I don't understand it. I understand how they're over, maybe they're overdoing it in the preseason, like try to set a tone or whatever. But if I watch NFL games and a game that I care about, my team playing in or a game I bet on. If I bet on a football game and I lose money because a team gets a first down on a hit like that, you know, it's third and long and it, and a quarterback drops back and the team that I bet on comes in and sacks him and then they get a free first down and they go on to win that game, I will blow up the league office. Like straight up. Like that will make me not that I like if I lost money on a hit like that, yeah, I would literally stop watching football altogether. I'd be like, "This isn't even a, this isn't even a, you fix it and I come back thing." Like we did this whole thing with the anthem, and now guys are still kneeling and no one's getting in trouble. And I'm like, "Okay, all right, talk to big game, but no one's getting in trouble. You're letting these guys do it. Okay, I'll watch. I'll watch week one. If this is if this is the line you're taking, I'll watch. But if they do this shit, if I ever bet on a football game and I lose money on a hit like that." There won't be me coming back. I'll be like, no, I am out forever. But again, this is an issue, and it's not just this. It's so many issues every year. I I can't reiterate it enough. 
You don't see this in other leagues. Now, there's you're going to have gripes about the NBA or about Major League Baseball or the NHL or whatever. We're always going to have gripes about certain things, right? How things are run or the rules. But but am I right in this assessment? You don't see this in other leagues year after year. We're talking the basic fundamental of the fundamentals of the sport. Yeah. It's common sense. And somehow that has just that that's been lost. It's the same thing, you know, I've said it for forever. It's like I get that it's a business, but they're making the they're making they're scrambling to make these decisions to fix things that people have complaints about and it's like yeah concussions are an issue cte is an issue but just take care of your fucking players stop not guaranteeing contracts and being like oh if you got brain damage then i guess we'll just cut you it's like how about say the this is what could happen to you playing football you like first of all admit cte is a thing stop well, stop well, pretending thank, it's not a thing thank you admit it's a thing this happens this is the risk you take while playing this game. If you want, if you still want in, you're in. Here's all the information you need to know about it in an NFL study that's public and open and is not fucking hiding from the facts. These are the risks you take. But if you get hurt, you're taken care of. We're, you know, we're going to there's there'll be money in a fund for players that have to retire from injury. There's money in a fund for players that play a certain amount of years in the league and then, uh, you know, are sick afterwards, take care of them. Stop not guaranteeing contracts and being like, if you die, you die. But also now we're going to make it so hitting people is illegal. You're root, you're, you've made two simultaneously wrong decisions to try to solve a problem that's easily fixable. These are the risks. Here's all the information you didn't know about the risks. And if it happens to you, we have, we make billions of dollars a year we have money to take care of you that's it that's the answer if you don't if you don't want to play don't play if you play these are the risks and here's here's what will happen if it happens to you yeah it's not that fucking hard yeah i agree and it sucks because obviously we both love i love football i love the nfl but if it gets, like you're saying, if it gets to these points, and I never thought about it, the angle you brought up, the gambling. I mean, you're right, though. Can you imagine? Especially now that gambling's becoming so mainstream and it's basically legal now. Can you imagine if that was a regular season game and a play like that affects the outcome or the point spread or whatever or the prop bet? They're, they're setting themselves Let up. Let alone if, a ga- if something like that affects a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know? Like that's that's the tuck rule on fucking steroids. Like if that if that shit were to affect the Super Bowl, I'd be like, well, this whole thing is a sham. This whole thing is meaningless. Why are we even playing these games? When somebody can just decide to change the course of a game. What the league needs to do, this is my this is my recommendation. You need to you need to create some sort of committee with former players and former coaches. Not some white dude in a suit who's never played football or, you know, some businessman. You need to get former players, and I'm talking about people who excelled at a high level, both coaching and people on the field. And you need to create some sort of committee to say, hey, there's 12 of these guys. We're figuring this out, right? Whether it's from the CTE to the rules to any of this stuff. 
because they just keep missing the mark and it seems like such an easy solution yeah it and they keep making these preposterously dumb decisions they're like they're just so bad at solving problems that they have there's there's also this problem i think we've talked about it before but like that people get injured on the kickoffs a lot yeah. so now instead of giving guys a running start they have to come from a completely standstill position when the ball's kicked but now they're not as far down the field when the guy catches the ball so if you catch the ball three yards deep in the end zone and guys are a lot closer to you you're not going to take that out and now they're further back so you're like wow i can actually return this ball it's going to lead to more hits not less hits. But that's my point. If they talk to former players and coaches who've played the game at the highest level, they would say that. Yeah. No, you're actually not helping the problem. You're making it worse. Yeah. Did you see the video? I tweeted it out on Dirty Sports uh, on a lighter note. Did you see the one? The Raiders played uh, at the Coliseum, the Rams preseason. Did you see the one of the Yofel? Smoking out of the can. Smoking, uh, smoking weed out of a uh, yeah Corona can. That's pretty. That's pretty yo fool. Yeah, that's pretty full on yo fool. Yo fool, I don't have a pipe fool. And the other guy's like, yo fool, you don't need a pipe fool. You got a can fool. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't have a cap because we're at a stadium fool. He's like, you don't need a cap, bro. Just pop a hole in it. And he's like, all right. Also, by the way, who is this L.A. pothead? That doesn't just like bring a pocket of edibles. Yeah. Or maybe he just gave them away to security on the way in like you. It's so fucking high. Right. What I love about that video is that the dude's laughing. It's like the white guys. And they show the white guys laughing at the whole scene. We got a text from Shabelli about it. He was at the game. Yeah. What did he say? He said it was. uh, It was 50-50. Yeah. Raiders. Raiders Rams. No. Shabelli's text said it was 50-50 Raiders Rams fans. But every single Mexican was a Raiders fan. Yeah. <laughs> except for Jesus. Yeah, except for Jesus. Well, you know, I'd like to go to one or two Rams games. Yeah, let's do it. We got, you know, I think this year and next year, right? I lost track. I don't know when the new stadium's coming. Not next year. I think the year after. So 2020. Yeah, I so, believe. So we got two I'd more- like to go see, a, I, I want to go see your boy, Russell Wilson. I want to go see Russell versus the Rams. Okay. We'll do that, and I know where we're going to get those tickets, Joe. We're going to open up our favorite app for tickets, and that's SeatGeek. SeatGeek! Right? I saw, I was looking at tickets on SeatGeek because they're redoing the Coliseum. So I don't know if you saw any of the videos. They're adding some, like, suites, and they're redoing it now. But uh, SeatGeek can take care of us because we can see exactly where we're going to sit, which I love. So if we want to sit next to the Shaboring family... We can get tickets, right? On the home side. That's right. On the home side of L.A. Coliseum. So I'll be checking that out, and you guys should check that out, too, because best of all, and we still get some great tweets about this, all our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. So just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, license event. We have the tickets. So once again, guys, go use SeatGeek to uh, go to any sports event or any uh, any live event at all. I'll be up in San Francisco for Mets at Giants once again. I'll be at the Saturday, September 1st day game at, oh, nice. a- at AT&T. So get some SeatGeek tickets there. Watch Prano, watch baseball. And uh, also, you know what I want to use SeatGeek for? What's that? 
your favorite college football team, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, are playing Navy in San Diego this year. Ah. Your boy Damo wants us to make a trip down there with them. Did he text Keep us it. and I missed that? Uh, no, but we've talked about it. I'd love to go. When is that? I think it's in October, but I'm not sure. I'd love to see that. Right? Go to Qualcomm. Bro, Qualcomm? Keep it. Qualcomm. <laughs> have you driven by Qualcomm Stadium? I've been in Qualcomm. But I know, but have you driven by since the Chargers left? No. I drove by, I did that show down there at Lestat's like, I don't know, six or seven weeks ago. So I drove by the stadium. Dude, it's, you know what it's like? You know when they show you pictures? I mean, I've, I actually went to a U2 show there after they left, I think. So yeah, all the shit was down. It, you know what it looks like? Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego right now. It looks like when they show pictures of like the Olympics in a town that there's nothing there anymore. Right. So, you know, they'll show like pictures of the Olympics from Greece from 2004 and, and Athens. there's like weeds growing in the yeah. seats. That's what Qualcomm Stadium looks like. Yeah. Like their Jumbotron is like a 50 inch Samsung TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm a little surprised that Notre Dame maybe is S- playing such a Such a military town. Ah, that's right. It's gonna it's be all such no- a naval town. It's gonna be all Notre Dame fans. Yeah. So Damo is gonna roll. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of Navy folks there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we got to go with the legend that be- is that is Damo. I better see a halftime performance by uh, the Village People. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best thing? Just gay it up. Yeah. All sailors. Just bring out the Village People. They're like, where's the Indian and the cop? No, we're all sailors this weekend. With all those like, like homophobic military people, you should go dressed as like Maverick from Top Gun, just to against yeah. Bro, the jean shorts I'm wearing, I'd fit in perfectly. Yeah, yeah we should do that. I got to bring up the Jalen Ramsey thing because that happened, I believe, last Wednesday. Yeah, and our we had pre-recorded our show with Ryan Grant. By the way, if you guys haven't watched or listened to our show. Please check out our show with with former Green Bay Packer Ryan Grant. Yeah, it was great. It was great having him here. Maybe he'll be down at the Notre Dame game. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, he gave us a great hour and forty five minutes. Uh, you know, unfiltered as always. And, what, and we cut. Did we cut a lot of it out of all of his daughter's interruptions, or did they all make the cut? We edited. I, we had. I edited out the audio, and, and Charlie uh, also edited out the audio. Or I'm sorry, the the video of his daughter. So what did it cut down to? It cut down to like I think an hour forty seven, but we recorded for like two fifteen, two fifteen, yeah, or something like that, because his daughter kept hopping in. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I always wonder though. Ryan Grant shows up to my apartment, no clue it's a studio, right? And at one point during that interview, I kept thinking. We're talking about how he signed a $30 million deal. I know it wasn't all guaranteed, but still. And his daughter's laying in your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, this guy has multiple houses and millions of dollars, and he's sitting in my studio apartment. Uh, But let's bring up the Jalen Ramsey thing. Jalen Ramsey basically called out every quarterback in the NFL. In fact, I have quotes on, let's see here, 25 quarterbacks. Yeah, and what's amazing is... Like, if you're Jalen Ramsey, and what I called him out for is, like, if you're going to do this, how are you not going to talk about Blake Bortles? Yeah. Like, you got to be like, hey, first things first, our quarterback sucks. Now, 
now that I got that out of the way, let me let me fucking roast everybody else. Well, these are some of the popular ones. This is what Jalen Ramsey had to say. We'll just go through a few of them. About Josh Allen, uh, you know, rookie on the Bills, he said, I think Allen is trash. I don't care what nobody says. He's trash, and it's going to show, too. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We played him this year, and I'm excited as hell. I hope he's their starting quarterback. About Joe Flacco, he said, I'm just being honest about it. Flacco sucks. I played him two years in a row. He sucks. Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan's overrated. You can tell me you win MVP two years ago, and then last year you were complete bust, and you still got Julio Jones. There's no way that should ever happen. I don't care. But, I mean, dude, he's hard on, oh, he's hard on your boy Eli. But Eli Manning, he says, it's not really Eli. I think it's Odell. I won't say Eli's good. I'll say Odell's good and their connection is good. But, but I mean, that's goes, an interesting hot take for sure, right? The, the two-time Super Bowl MVP without Odell Beckham. They haven't, won, they haven't made the fucking playoffs but once with him. And he's done the same thing with he did the same thing with Big Ben. Yeah. He said, Big Ben, I think he's decent at best. It's not Big Ben. It's Antonio Brown. Another guy. Have they won a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown? No. This is what he says. Big, two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl wins and three Super Bowl appearances. Yeah. He said Big Ben slings the ball a lot of the time. He just slings it and his receivers go get it. He has a strong arm, but he ain't all that. I played him twice last year. And he really disappointed me. He'll be in the Hall of Fame and all that. But it's like, dude, that's part of why Ben's good. Yeah. Is that he breaks tackles and keeps plays going. Right. So you're you're knocking him for what he's good at. What are some other ones? I mean, then he went in on his super his uh MVP picks are uh Wentz and Watson. Yeah, he says Deshaun Watson. He'll be the league MVP in a couple years, 100%. There's not even a debate about that. And then about Carson Wentz, he says, Carson Wentz, for every year starting now until five to ten years, he's going to be two. He's going to be two with Watson. They're that good, I guess. Yeah. He thinks they're, they're well, the top Well, hopefully, if, they, if those guys, if either want to win MVP, make it through a, a full season. So that'll be... That'll be interesting. His 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 two MVP picks did not make it through last season. Yeah, I mean, start out with Blake Bortles sucks. Start there so that we have a baseline, well, and let's, then let's see what he said about Blake Bortles. Blake do what he got to do. I think in crunch time moments like last year's playoff game, not as a team. Because we would have trusted him. But I think as an organization, we should have trusted him more to keep throwing. I'm not really understanding that quote fully. Right. He doesn't understand that quote fully. I think in crunch time moments like last year's playoff game, not as a team. But, dude, you're, you, when you say Blake's got to do what he got to do, you're not saying anything positive. Right. But What he, about Aaron Rodgers? Okay, let's go to the good quarterbacks. Uh Aaron Rodgers does not suck. <laughs> hot take. Jalen Ramsey's hot take. Drew Brees. I'm a fan of Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees really good. Even at his age, he still runs everything. Okay, Tom Brady doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota is a great quarterback for their team. Hot take. Oh, but he gave an interesting hot take about Kirk Cousins. I think he's good. I think he's a winner. He's a hell of a competitor. Coming off the play action, he's the best quarterback in the league. Play action passing, he's a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, I don't want Jalen Ramsey as my as my head scout. How about your How about your boy Russell Wilson? I think I think Russell was good. I think he's just a really good leader too. Derek Carr, I think he's good. Philip Rivers, I think he's pretty good. Matthew Stafford. Oh, th- this was my favorite one. I think Matthew Stafford. I think he's straight. I don't think he's the best quarterback out there. But he do what he got to do. And then I saw a great tweet where they cut to the last time the Lions and the Jags played. Matthew Stafford carved up the Jaguars, and Jalen Ramsey was crying on the bench. So he's straight, all right. Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod is actually a better quarterback than he gets credit for because he does not make mistakes. So he likes Tyrod. Like thinks Deshaun Watson is going to be the MVP. And uh, likes Russell Wilson, huh? Yeah, I don't see a trend here. Jalen Ramsey, racist. <laughs> you're racist. Are you going there, huh? Yeah. Oh, just uh, the black guy's giving the MVP. Tyrod Taylor, who's fucking threw for 90 yards in a, in a playoff game against you. He threw for 90 yards in a playoff loss to you guys. But he also said uh, Wentz will be MVP. Yeah. And Wentz, whose game, the closest to Carson Wentz in the NFL is Ben Roethlisberger, who's trash and is only good because of Antonio Brown. Okay. Come to think of it, on those two Super Bowl wins, obviously it's Antonio Holmes. Who who are Ben's receivers? Uh, Heinz Ward. Okay, so he had guys. That's right. You know, Randall L., that's right. I was just trying to remember. Yeah. But, like, look, you don't win Super Bowls without great teams. Sure. That's that's the bottom line. It's like, to me, there is no there is no competition for best quarterback in the NFL. It's Aaron Rodgers and everybody else. Now, meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl and missed the playoffs last year. And is there is there things that Aaron Rodgers can improve in his game? I I mean to me, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you have to take – I know I'm a fucking Giants and an Eli slurper, but like you have to c- protect yourself at all costs. Your team is dog shit without you. Dog shit. Mike McCarthy is lost. Mike McCarthy is a spinning fucking SpongeBob meme. meme. Like you cannot miss a fucking snap. Yeah. So – Aaron Rodgers got to protect himself, but like there is no second place. To me, it's Aaron Rodgers, and then let's have a fucking conversation about who else is a great quarterback. But to me, that's like the end. So, so for Jalen Ramsey, to go doesn't suck. Well, your whole fucking your whole list is suspect now. He's also a young kid. Yeah, but he watched. He played in a playoff game where Tyrod Taylor and fucking Blake Bortles had a shit the bed contest. And Tyrod Taylor threw for fucking 87 yards or whatever it was. And he go, yeah, he all right. He do what he do. Ty- what? Throw for 80 yards in a fucking playoff loss? <laughs> I hope my quarterback never does what he do. 
Yeah, I guess I'm I'm giving him somewhat of a pass for saying these things because he's 23. Yeah, but you're right. He's played two years in the league. He's played against he's played against these guys firsthand. He's seen how good some of these guys are, yeah. or how suspect some of these guys are. What's the pronunciation of Ty? Have you following this? I think it's so funny. Is it Tyrod? Is Tyrod? Is it Tyrod or Tyrod? He's saying Tyrod, but he's not. Bro, I gotta okay, pull this stuff up. Who's saying this then? I got I got some clips. So that was the big thing, right? How is Tyrod Taylor? How's his name pronounced? Do you, know, do you know how I'm pronouncing the uh, starting quarterback's name of the Cleveland Browns? How Baker Mayfield? <laughs> That's how I'm pronouncing it. No, Baker's not going to start. He he will eventually. I, I'm saying weeks week. week uh, what did I say? My prediction is like week nine when they're fucking two and seven. Well, here, let, let, me, let me play two different clips. That's what I find so funny about this thing. Uh, here's the first clip about... He, have, before we end it, have you watched episode two of Hard Knocks? I did. I watched okay. it. We'll, I watched we'll it. do this, then we got to talk about that. We, we, you know, we got to do our Hard Knocks review. I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, so here's this clip. So for the record, you... Do you want Tyrod or Tyrod? <laughs> We've heard both. Of them. <laughs> um, I mean, Tyrod is definitely what I've heard the most uh, in my life. But, I mean, my mom calls me Tyrod, but she also doesn't call me by my first name. So. <laughs> what is she calling? She calls me by my middle name, Diallo. She's only allowed to call me that. So y'all can't start calling me. <laughs> All right, so there we have Tyrod Taylor saying his mom calls him Tyrod, but doesn't actually call him his first name. So you think, okay, it's Tarad. But then here's an old YouTube clip of him introducing himself when he plays for Virginia Tech. My name is Tyrod Taylor. We're in Hampton, Virginia. <laughs> so he's Tyrod Taylor. He just introduced himself as saying, I'm Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. So it sounds like his mom has some fucking... Where are they from? Are they from Virginia? Uh, I'm not sure. So she's got some fucking accent, but it's Tyrod. I'm calling him Tyrod. It's Tyrod Taylor. I'm would calling you, him Tyrod Taylor for eight weeks until he's benched. What do you think of episode two? Well, here's my overall take on Hard Knocks in general. So at this point, Hard Knocks is, first of all, it's a fantastic show. It's great. The The editing's great. The voiceover is great. It's, it's a fantastic show. They make you fall in love with people, and they make, you know, it's... I think the reason that teams are willing to do it besides being forced to do it by the NFL is uh, that they paint, they, they tend to paint you in a pretty good light. Yeah. So you have to look through that. You have to look through the stories they tell you about these guys. Here's the bottom line. I think Hugh Jackson is a fucking clown. I think you should wear giant size 47 red shoes. I think he's a clown. I think he has, Absolutely no control of that football team. No one fucking listens to him. The guy who came in after getting busted with pot, I understand. First of all, I understand he got busted with like pot paraphernalia. I'm a I'm a pot smoker. I don't think this guy should be in trouble. But like, he comes in, he's like, "You're good. I got you." It's like you have to have some sort of fucking discipline well, over your players. I'm gonna disagree with that in a sense because. I thought what he's clearly a player's coach. I thought what Hugh Jackson did was basically say this: uh, 
this is your mulligan, bro. And I think he even says that. Like, this is your gimme. You fuck up again, you're off the team. But he says that to the entire team, and the guy goes up there. He's like, sorry for what it did. And he's like, you know, I'm going to stand behind you guys. It's like there is, to me, like when you look at the NFL, these guys are going to take – they're rich children. They're going to take advantage of you every chance they get. I'm not saying you have to be fucking Tom Coughlin. I'm not saying you have to be Jim Harbaugh. But this is how many hard – and I think it's almost a little bit like uh, when you talk about – it's almost a catch-22. Like It's almost like the the teams that would be willing to do hard knocks are going to be the ones that have coaches – That are pushovers. That are fucking pushovers. Yeah. Fucking – Bill O'Brien, eh, fucking sleep in the office. Uh, okay, if you catch a punt, we don't practice anymore. Oh, you got fucking busted for whatever. Okay. Fucking Jeff Fisher's walking around in fucking, you know, flip-flops, driving fucking golf carts. He's like, you're good, you're good, you're cut, you're good, you're cut, you're good. No, we're in L.A. now. You went fucking 7-9. The next year, fucking a different coach takes over, and you're 13-3. and It's to me, they actually won four games that year. Four games, the yeah. Rams, yeah. To me, Hugh Jackson, I think that team is going to be, I like they do a good job of selling you on their players. Travis Landry's great player. Fucking May, Mayfield looks good on. I watched highlights from the Giants game. He looks like he's playing well. Tyrod Taylor is certainly an upgrade in just stability over what they've had a quarterback. Uh, I mean, they Josh Gordon's coming back. Blah 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 blah. All the reasons that they should be seven and nine or eight and eight or fucking ten and six. No, I'm going with four wins. That I don't think Hugh Jackson is well, a fucking. I well, did, he clearly knows. If you watch Hard Knocks, he got mad in the second episode because, you know, again, it's all about changing that culture. They have to change that culture in Cleveland because when you're bad for so long, that's the first thing you have to change. But guys don't want to practice. You know, I think they do need a hard-nosed coach. I think, here's my prediction. Hugh Jackson gets fired and fucking, uh, what's his name? Who's the offensive coordinator? Why am I blanking on? uh, Todd Haley? I think Todd Haley's eventually the head coach of the football team this year. Prano predicts. Todd Haley. Head coach week 13. Wow. There you have it. Because all the hype. Now they have the hype. They have the Hard Knocks hype. They have the the Baker Mayfield hype. They have the, you know, they have um, Jarvis Landry. Like I said, all these things that they added that sh- there's reasons they should be fucking good. When they're not, he's gone. Or he just keeps keeps winning. Fuck, or he wins three games and he keeps gets to stay around because of. God knows what. Because people like Hugh Jackson. Seems like a great guy. I'd love to hang out with Hugh Jackson. Love to watch a game. Have a beer. Seems like a great dude. Also don't want him coaching my football team. I want him nowhere. If he was the head coach of my football team, I'd be like, we're going to suck. I guess the question is, give me a coach right now that is available, not currently coaching another team, that could turn around. But like we said, to me, it's a start. To me, they won one game in two years. To me, a huge upgrade. Would you agree with this? A huge upgrade is the Browns going seven and nine. 
Huge upgrade. That's a start of the change of the culture. Sure. Who is a coach available right now who you said, this guy could win? Because they do have talent. At least offensively, I don't know much about their defense. I like that tight end, Andruku. I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, I like him a lot. I like the Nick Chubb draft pick at running back. They do have some talent. Yeah, Who's of course they who, have some talent. They draft first every year. Who can get them seven wins is my question right now. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but think about it this way. With the Rams winning four games the year before and then 13 last year, it's it's – the talent is there to forget winning seven games. Like you, you couldn't you say? Could you see Bill Belichick winning twelve games with this Browns team? Yeah, I mean, he's the, in my opinion, the greatest coach of all time. But that's my point. That's my point. Is like, I it, could let me put it this way: I could see John Gruden, and I think the verdict's still out on him because he's been coached for so long. Right. I could see Gruden winning seven games. I can see a Bill Cowher. Uh, I mean, yeah. Again, these like, I, is that are those guys available? I well, mean, not. I don't know. Right, you're right. Could Tom Coughlin win seven games with them? Well, he's a hard nosed guy. I think that's what they need. Could Jim Harbaugh win seven games with them? Yes. We'll see. I think the Browns are going to be bad again. I do, I do, I'm not I'm not getting on the Hard Knocks hype train. You know why? When's the last time the Hard Knocks hype train panned out? Texans, Rams, Jets. How far back do we have to go for there to be a good team? I think we talked about this last year. I You know what I think it is? I want to say the last. I could be wrong, of course. The Dolphins. Remember? remember, remember didn't we do this already? With fucking... Chad Johnson, like, showing up to meetings and Philbin being like, I guess he's allowed to be in meetings. I think it was the Bengals. I think it was the 2009 Bengals who went 10-6, and six, won the division, undefeated in the division. I think they're the last team that, and they had won, I believe, four games the year before, or five. That's the only team that won the division, did better. And that's 2009. Have the Bengals been on since then? No. Really? That's the last time the Bengals were on? No. Dude, well, let's just pull this up. Yeah, because we, we, what's we, his name? I remember, I remember everybody going on the fucking Giovanni Bernard. Fucking, he was the, he was the hype guy from a couple years ago. Oh, the savage comments are coming in. Better coach for Cleveland, Hugh Jackson, or the ghost of Room One Thirty Six? Oh Man, wow! Too soon, fam. Too soon. Wow. Savage Shane. Absolute savage. All right. You want me to go through it? Yes. So. I think we did this last year. Yeah, we did this last year. So the 2009 Bengals, I know for a fact, went uh, 10 and 6. The Jets the next year, I knew they did not have a good team. You're right. The Bengals were on in 2013. Mm -hmm. I need a list of what their records were. I mean, we know they won the division every year for a fucking while there, right? 2013 Bengals were probably pretty good. But we know they also didn't win a playoff game. And that was when Hugh Jackson was on the fucking staff. All right, I'm pulling up this article. We're going to get to the bottom of this. If this article can load. Okay. Jesus, they're giving me the whole history. Okay, let's let's just go back to, wow, no team is. The, you want me to go back the last ten years? Yeah. 
We'll start in 2008. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys. The year before, they went 13 and 3. They did hard knocks, they went 9 and 7. Yeah. All right. Since that was also after the Giants broke their will in the playoffs. Cincinnati Bengals, 2009, 4 11 and 1. Next year, they go 10 and 6. Again, don't win a playoffs. Okay, the Jets actually did better. Okay. The Jets, 2009, went 9 and 7. They did hard knocks, 2010, went 11 and 5. Miami Dolphins improved. It wasn't wasn't the Jets team that went nine and seven, one that went to like the fucking AFC Championship game or something like that. They, they went to back to back AFC Championship games. Yeah. Two thousand twelve, Dolphins went ten and six. I'm sorry, the Dolphins were six and ten the year before. The next year they go seven and nine. Hard knocks. They won one more game. The Bengals did improve. Two thousand twelve, they were ten and six. They did hard knocks. They went eleven and five. But you're right, they still did not win a playoff game. That was the infamous uh, yeah. game I went to in, right. against the Chargers. All right, for 2014, the Falcons went from four and twelve <laughs> to six Divas. to six and ten. Bill O'Brien stayed his on par for course nine and seven. The Rams actually, I am the yeah. The Rams went from seven and nine to four and twelve. The Bucks went from nine and seven to five and eleven. So it's not a good track record. The, like the Bucks to me are a perfect example. Remember last year how hyped people were talking fucking Jameis Winston MVP. Yeah. And what did I say last year during Hard Knocks? Jameis Winston suspect as fuck. Nice fucking dickhead fucking pump up goddamn, you know, speeches before everything. Well, you know my opinion on Jameis. Yeah, you think he's Bobby Boucher. I think yeah, he's just I think he's fake as fuck and dumb as fuck. I but but I just think he's on the spectrum. I think I think Jameis Winston is a hundred percent on the spectrum, Bobby Boucher. And I think his I think he's a fraud as a person, and I think his teammates know he's a fraud as a person, and that's why they don't fucking get behind him. So you think Jameis is smart? Do you do you think my assessment of saying he's black Bobby Boucher is wrong? I don't think he's smart. I'm not going to go ahead and say he's smart, but I think he know. I think he. I don't even know if I would say it's a smart or dumb. It's probably a dumb thing to do, but I think he's thoughtfully acting a certain way for cameras and for his team. To he's pretending to be a leader by eating his fingers. Yeah, and it's dumb as shit. That are W's because everybody's like this fucking guy. He's a roll your eyes at him fucking leader. Yeah. Well, Prano, I got to say, these jorts, man. Woo, they are tight. I feel everything. But I do feel good because I got, I got a fresh shave last night. I see that you have a fresh shave. I used Ex- Harry's razors last night to Did you? clean up this mustache. I was rocking the Burbank Comedy Festival all week and uh, midweek. After the first couple shows, I decided to go from the beard down to the stash. Felt like if I was going to do the packed main room shows over the weekend i had like six shows over the weekend all over this great city of los angeles i was like i think it's time for them to have the mustache got me some harry's got me that delicious shave gel took that shit down i had a fresh shave myself i got a new mirror from a shower i love shaving in the shower because you get it real hot open up the pores you shave and you put it ice cold to leave the shower. Close up those pores. And I looked fresh for, for my date with my mom last night. We're going to call it that? Can you okay. call it that? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. 
I'm from the Midwest. Who knows? But we went to CNO, had a lovely meal. I looked nice and fresh. Guys, Harry stands behind the quality of their blades, but they know that switching razors isn't an easy decision. So they have created a trial offer, which you can claim by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. The weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, which Joe was talking about, and a travel blade cover, which I just used uh, as we traveled up the state of California with my mom. Listeners of Dirty Sports can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. And we got some great screenshots via tweets and DMs. Again, I will be sending out all those koozies this week. I'll, I'll extend it. If you send me a screenshot using harrys.com forward slash dirty, I will send you a dirty sports koozie. Thus the process. And I got to say, I got to disagree with our friends at Harry's Razors. I think it is easy to switch razors. I don't want to name names of other razor companies. I don't think that's appropriate. But I, I got to say, one thing I do not miss at all is going into a pharmacy and having a guy have to come unlock razors for me. Yeah. Like in some sort of plastic safe. Yeah. Just shows up at my door. It's ridiculous. And it's, be- and it's a better razor. Much better. Harry's.com forward slash dirty. Okay, Joe, you texted me last night. You want to discuss this tweet that Major League Baseball sent out. I got I to gotta give MLB. It's pretty funny. At MLB's Twitter, like a solid two thumbs up for this tweet. I like it when, when, thing, when the leagues embrace things and have some fun. And this was a pretty funny one. Which, once again, before we get into it, you bring up a good point. The leagues embrace stuff. You don't see this in the NFL. No. Twitter feed. So the caption says, an epic battle, and the picture is with Sister Mary Jo, who threw out an amazing pregame ceremonial pitch for the White Sox against little leaguer Big Al. Big Al, who's famous for his intro video where he says, I hit dingers. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it said, like, who would you take in this epic battle? And to me, well... Because I, I have a I have a hot take, Andy. But who do you got? So we have we have, we have a nun, Sister Mary Joe. Move over, si- move over, Sister Jean. Yeah, Sister Jean, you're out. You're done. We we got a new, got and a, she's in Chicago too. I was she's just gonna say stealing that Sister Thunder. We got a new nun from the Windy City. Sister, look look at the look of determination on Sister Mary Jean. So she's going head to head against Big Al, who is known to hit dingers in the Little League World Series. But I'm going Sister Mary Jean. Look at the Sister Mary Joe. Sister Mary Joe. Sorry. Look at the look on her face. Here's uh, that I'm, is a determined woman. I'm going very simple. You you always see this when you watch the Little League World Series. They show the kids throwing. They're like, he's throwing 112 because he's at a 45 foot mound. Sister Mary Joe threw a strike from 60 feet. And the movement. You, you set her, you move her down to 45 foot. Big Al has no chance. Big Al's going home with his tail between his legs. Not only is he not hitting dingers, he ain't hitting shit. Big Al's going to be like, you got struck out by a girl and an elderly girl of the cloth. A nun. I, give, I actually give Big Al no chance whatsoever against Sister Mary Joe. How many pitches? Until Sister Mary Jo strikes out Big Al, I think she goes. I think she goes four. 
what I think Sister Mary Joe does is she goes she goes a full Degrom. She goes fastball, fastball. He can't touch it. She throws a she throws a waste pitch. Maybe she throws a like a high fastball that he somehow lays off. Moves his eye level up here. Then comes out with the dirty Sister Joe cutter slider dirt ball and just. Big Al got no chance. Did you see Sister Mary Jo flipping the baseball the, on her on her bicep? Yeah, the 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 elbow bump. If you don't think she has a dirty slider ready for f- after she sets his eye level up here with a high fastball, Big Al. First of all, I think Big Al might even strike out on that high fastball waist pitch. He doesn't seem like he has a lot of. Uh, yeah, seems like he's a pretty free swinger. So I think she goes up with the waist pitch high. If he doesn't swing at that, she definitely gets that bounce, comes back with a dirt ball, and no way he touches it. Sister Mary Jo should pitch for the Mets. Yeah, absolutely. I, actually, Sister Mary Jo should not pitch for the Mets. She looks like a fine woman. She deserves to get a win. She doesn't need to have this Jacob deGrom life where, where he's the best pitcher in baseball and he's fucking 8-7. and seven. Let Sister Mary Jo pitch. I mean, she should pitch for the White Sox. They're not much better. True. When we come visit Chicago in a couple weeks, I want, I want to see her on the mound. Yeah. We, we got to fucking hang with Sister Mary Jo. I, I have a feeling Sister Mary Jo is the type of woman who can slam a Guinness. Oh, I'm certain of it. She, she can do a snake bite. Yeah. I, I feel like she slams Guinness and eats deep dish pizza. Pizza. Yeah. And still manages to be like 75 pounds. And takes big dumps. <laughs> yeah. Like Sister Mary Jo is like, I just took, Sister Mary Jo reads the Catholic Telegraph while she's taking a big morning dump. And then so she- You always got to go there with the sisters, huh? It's like, we're, we're, it's, it's full praise of her. And then it's like, herpes, she takes dumps. It's like No, I'm just saying she's a badass. She takes dumps and then she walks out of that bathroom and then she strikes you out. I went to church with my mom last night, by the way. How was that? We did, we did a 5.30 Sunday. you ashamed of yourself, first of all. But continue. <laughs> We're not going there. Uh, five... did, you guys, did you guys pray for the thousands of Pennsylvania children that were raped by priests while well, they were there? I was did actually, that come up at church? I not, yeah, we were on both agreed. We were, very, uh, we were very glad. The priest during the homily was like, we can't not address this. And I said to my mom, I said, and he didn't excuse any of it. And I said... How many priests across the United States actually address that during their homily? I would love to know. Because I think a lot lot won't. They'll just turn a blind eye. Yeah. Certainly, I think any at a church where those priests were transferred to so that they could be covered up, probably didn't mention it. (laughs) Yeah. And then after church, uh, Sister Mary Jo struck me out. (laughs) Yeah. In the parking lot of St. Mark's in Venice. Although you may- better chance, uh, Big Al against Sister Mary Joe's slider, or Big Al against a Catholic Church priest. Ooh, which one ends up worse for Big Al? I don't know. I give him a better shot against a priest, honestly. When they give him the wine, he's beefy. One 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 glass of red might not take him down. Might not get him <laughs> sleepy enough. Oh, this took a turn. <laughs> It always does on our show. Yeah, this. See, I'm just respectful of elderly women. It doesn't really matter to me that she's a priest. I just really like to respect the elderly women. Then she's once, a nun. Yeah, whatever. She when she's a yeah, she's a nun. Whenever religion comes up, though, it's hard for me not to go down that wormhole. Man, I'm looking at myself. I on this picture, the whiteness of my thighs. <laughs> yeah, 
You had to go with those high shorts a little bit more often. Where else am I wearing these? To the pool, Savage Town pool. To a show. Andy's little beach workout. Now nah, bike rides. These wouldn't feel good on a uh, on a beach workout. Beach day, just chilling at the beach. Uh, paddleboarding in the marina. Well, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that'd be a good shot. I don't think I'm buying the board, by the way. No, you're just gonna go. You're gonna go rent style. I do, but I, man, on the trip with my mom, all those towns had paddleboard, stand-up paddleboarders. I was, my mom was like, "Dude, are you alright over there?" I was like, "I just want to go." I didn't have time. I wanted to go out. My mom's, my mom's the shark person. That's what she is. It's amazing. Oh, I, th- I thought of you. The fear of the shark. She's like, "Oh my god, you just go out," and she's like, "You were in the marina, and there you saw these seals." She's like, "You know the sharks eat the seals." I'm like, "Mom, yeah, there's a good chance I'll see a shark. It's not just gonna attack Here, me." Here's a fun fact. You are, you are literally 1,000% less likely to get attacked by a shark than you are raped by a priest. That's not even, I mean, this is just facts. There was more priest rapes in the state of Pennsylvania last year than there have been deadly shark attacks in the history of the United States of America. So make sure you bring that up next time your mom goes, are you afraid of getting raped at church? No. Why not? You know what happens significantly more often than people getting attacked by a shark? I blame Jaws, man. It's a great movie, but this mindset of like these things are just attacking. Yeah, they need priest week is what they need to start fucking showing people all the dangers of going to church. Forget shark week. Shark week's fucking propaganda. How about priest week? This is the real predators out there. This is the real fucking deadliest predators on the planet it's really took a turn <laughs> yeah. the, sorry you served those up you served those up like a big al dinger never again do i mention <laughs> i went to church with my mom the night before well you should, not only you mentioned you went to church then you mentioned her fear of her unreasonable fear of sharks oh, i agree it's, it's extremely unreasonable yeah. i said are you going in the water at all like like the feet and then she was freaked out i told her that where you do stay on a paddleboard, you know, you can paddle over a bunch of stingrays. Yeah. She's like lost her mind. I'm like, Mom, you know I've stepped on stingrays a bunch in the ocean. There's a lot out here. They're not just attacking. They're scared of me. Yeah. That's why you do the stingray shuffle. Yeah. Like, they don't want to be near humans. I'm twice their size. Is this dog doing a competition out here? <laughs> He's doing, like, the running through the poles, the up and over the fucking <laughs> this thing. Is fucking, like, this is turned into, like, what do they call the show? The Westminster Dog Show? The Westminster Dog Show in Savage Town. Yeah. I have a little respect for the guy who just blew his head off. <laughs> Best in show. All right, I guess we should do real quick. I know you're not a big college football guy, but. Sure, let's do it. They did release the. AP rankings today. Alabama, number one. I mean, bro, I looked at this and I just laughed. You Clemson, the, number two. Let me, hold on. Let me see how far I can go. You're, you're Al- right. Am I? Alabama, one. Clemson, two. Three is going to be, would it be like Georgia? You're right. Really? Don't look. Four, uh, Ohio State. Close. Ohio uh, State's five. Okay. Four. So four would be, God. Uh, I don't know if you remember last year. It's based off like this team did real well last year, too. Wisconsin? Yes. Okay. Six, uh, you got to get another SEC team in there, right? It's not SEC. I'll give okay. you that much. Uh, is, it, is there our first Pac-12 team? Is it uh, – who's the best team in the Pac-12 last year? Washington. Washington. Okay. 
Uh, then do we go back to the SEC? No. Number seven. Michigan State. No. Who? Big, Big 12. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Eight were ACC Miami. Nine were back to SEC Auburn. Ten Penn State. 11 Michigan State. 12 Notre Dame. 13 Stanford. 14 Michigan. 15 USC. College football's fun. <laughs> I mean, bam on Clemson again. Yeah. It, it, what it reminds me of is like people, it reminds me of the college basketball thing. It's like anything could happen in college football. I don't watch the NBA because it's the same two teams every year. Okay. Alabama Clemson, one, two. Georgia, three. Yeah. Anything can happen in college sports. Anything except Alabama not being ranked number one. Well, anything can happen in all the sports, I always say. That's why, that's why we enjoy them. But, yeah, it's uh, – and to be honest, I think the only reason Ohio State's fifth because we don't know what's going on with this Urban Meyer thing. Or else they'd be four. For sure. They'll be up. But, like, like, dude, the overrated teams are always Notre Dame, SC. Like, SC – when's the last time, like, no, like, Notre Dame and SC, I always feel, are always in the top 15, no matter what, based off their history. Even Ryan Grant said that. Yeah. Like, I thought – I was like, man, we're overrated. I wonder where they're playing this year. Who? That'd be a fun game to see. Notre Dame SC? Yeah. They might be back here. Might be back here again this year. I still love that we're going to go to that Notre Dame Navy game. That'd be great. I should, I should dress as a naval man. Yeah, you should. The, I think you should be Goose. I think you should wear the jean shorts, the cutoff sweatshirt. Dog tags? Yep. Uh, get a flat top and grow a mustache. <laughs> Are we ever going to go to Cultural Appropriation Day for Shohei Otani? I mean, we're running out on season. I know. Let's do it. We got September. Basically. And I'm gone a bunch of days. Yeah? Gone like 12 days in September. We'll be gone a bunch of those too. Because we'll be in Chicago for the Midwest Dirtball Meetup. I'm I'm fucking stoked about Chicago. I've been breaking out new material all week. I know. You've been crushing it, man. I mean, it's going to be a bonanza. If you think you're going to see jokes you saw and Joe Prano takes the stand, you are sadly mistaken. Yeah. You might see a couple. You might see some greatest hits just thrown in there for fun. You might hear soup once or twice, but... I was telling Prano before the show, he's, he's, he's killing the game out here. All these shows, he's got tons of great new material. I mean, he, he walked in Laz's backyard show... Kicked down, dissed Laz for a good three or four minutes, and then just went into his material. Yeah. I wasn't dissing Laz. I always got to do a Laz. Yeah. A Laz's house is absurd. You always got to make fun of the Laz lair a little bit. It's all good. And the La- fact that Laz does absolutely nothing. Laz was so drunk, he won't remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, right before I went on stage, there was like a bug on the wall, and he used his iPhone to kill a bug. I was like, that's how you know how well Laz is doing. He's killing bugs with his iPhone X. Yeah. Laz's one neighbor's a total milf, by the way. The one with two kids, the blonde. Oh, I don't know if I saw her. The one who I, you know, I asked during my opening host set, I was like, what's the shit you've seen with Laz? And she's like, I've told him to shut the fuck up at times. Right. The one who said she would never trust me with her kid. Oh, right, 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 yeah. I was like, you're a milf. I thought you were talking about like the Indian lady from across, from from next door. She's like sixty five. I, that's why I was like, oh man, you were a little too into fucking wild wild country, <laughs> which I still haven't watched. You got to, bro. Okay, we have not played dirtball calls for a long time. Let's do so it. I think we should do that. But before we do that, I want to say you're looking good. Now I have that same exact flag and anthem shirt. 
Flag and Anthem shirt, brand new Flag and Anthem shorts. These are my newest Flag and Anthem purchase. Look at these. I like I like these pattern shorts. Uh, when I first started buying that Flag and Anthem pattern shorts, they were like a print, and these are like a woven pattern. It's dope. You can actually feel the woven texture. I love it. I love these. I love these pocket tees. These pocket tees are so soft, soft. so comfortable, I, so I thin. Love like that. the perfect summer t-shirt. Love that. I could use some Flag and Anthem jorts, but they don't have any. Yeah. I'm currently using made ones, but dude, the the summer gear on Flag and Anthem. Fantastic. There's only one way to describe it. It's lit. It's lit, fam. It's truly lit. My mom was very impressed. She's like, oh, my God, every day you have a new shirt. You have a new... My mom goes, why are you packing so many clothes? And I said, because I have them. Yeah. I mean, last week I did... I probably did a show every day last week. I was like, it's so great to have, like, literally a different full outfit. I got to last night. I still had I still had outfits waiting in the wings. Shirt-pant combo. Yes. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, Love it. Looking sharp. My manager always says, I never have to worry about how you're going to show up dressed. Some some clients, they show up. I'm like, how old are those jeans? I'm like, flagging anthem. All of it. Top to bottom. So you guys can look just as good as us by going to flagananthem.com. And if you drop promo code DIRTY at checkout, you get 25% off your first order. Once again, that's flagandanthem.com. Promo code DIRTY gets you 25% off. And the offer still stands. I got some great screenshots as well with Flag and Anthem gear that Dirtballs bought. If you use our promo code DIRTY for the rest of the month, I will send you Dirty Sports koozies. Nice. So go it's take a good a, deal. Yeah. Double th- good. Take advantage of that. Flag and Anthem clothes. The only Flag and Anthem I stand for. There you go. All right. So let's get to some Dirtball calls. Hey, I'm, I was, I'm going to see you guys in Chicago. I'm just warning you guys, it's kind of like a war zone back here in Shire. No, that's not the guy. Sorry. Oh, wow. I was interested to see where that was going. Uh, he's, he's warning us about a war zone. You're like, you don't need to hear that. He's got, like, don't go to, you cut it off. It got racist. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's two 815s. I don't want to be playing that racist shit. Get that shit out of here. Here is what I believe the non-racist one. Here's the non-racist Chicago. <laughs> but I think they're buddies because calls <laughs> were at the same time. It's amazing. Well, all right, let's try the non-racist. Hey, what's up, Joe and Andy? It's Evan from uh, Chicago. I got tickets from my brother and I. I had to see your September 9th show. Uh, we're going first row, and I'm just such an idiot that obviously it's on the Packers-Bears opening week. I'm a big Packers fans. Wisconsin guys, so it's just a psycho move. But anyways, my question is, what do you guys think between the Bears or the Browns? Who's going to have the better record? I bet all my friends of the Browns are going to have a better record. I don't really think that's a great bet, but I want to hear your guys' take on that. Also, what do you guys plan on doing in Chicago? Um, that'll be interesting to hear. And people are going to tell you that Geno's East, like pizza or whatever, it's kind of overrated. And anyways, condoms are for uh, Jordan slurpers. I mean, you guys think that Tiger's an asshole? I mean, Jordan got his dad killed for having so much gambling debt. So, uh, I'll still rock his shoes, but uh, all right, see you guys soon. <laughs> Maybe, is that his racist friend in the background? <laughs> Maybe that was his racist brother. He's like, I'm calling them friend. next. <laughs> you didn't mention the thing about the N-words. 
Okay, so I I like this. This is an interesting one. More wins, Browns or Bears? I think the Browns are significantly more talented, and I'm going with the Bears. <laughs> the Bears. I'm going with the Bears. More wins. Who's the Bears' new head coach? Not it- Hugh Jackson. <laughs> it's like a Twitter. It's like a one of those old fake Twitter accounts. It's not Hugh Jackson. I'm going so Browns. I'm going with not Hugh Jackson. I'm going Browns. Okay. I think the Bears win like four games. I think the Browns can win five. Well, we've got. It's a tough division for the the Bears. Yeah, you got Minnesota twice. Yep. Green Packers Bay twice. twice. Detroit twice. Yeah. It's tough. But it's not a super easy division for the Browns. Pittsburgh twice. Ravens and Bengals twice. I think Ravens are going to be better this year. I think the Ravens are going to be good. It's my low key, my low key pick. Yeah. I, I, if you had a gun to my head, rest in peace, one thirty six. I would say. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. I would say Browns. Okay. I'm going Bears. Okay. And what are we doing in Chicago? Because I've only been to Chicago twice, both quick trips. I love Chicago when I was there both times. I went to Chicago both times in the summer. And um, I haven't really spent a lot of significant time there. I definitely, obviously, we're going to two ball games. We got a live podcast. We got shows. But during the day on, on the show nights, well, for, well, I know for one, what I need is I need a suggestion of where we're having a week one bonanza on Sunday during the day. And then we need something to do thir- Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, here's what you can I do. Need, first of all, I need culinary tips. Where do I eat? Do you remember You remember the old Mike Tyson's punch out? Yeah. And you know how he follows Mac on the bike? Yeah. Along Lake Michigan... You should get a bike, and you should follow me as I do Andy's little beach workout. Okay, along Lake, along Lake Michigan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I believe that's Michigan Avenue downtown. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so many options. Yeah, I definitely want to do some drinking. I want to do some eating. I was gonna say the good thing about Chicago, Prano. We're leaving this ridiculous California where the bars close at two. We could be finding bars till five, six a.m. Really? It's like New York. Yeah. How late? Or what's last call there? Depends on the area. Really? I know that. Love it. So we could stay out real late if we wanted to. Well, we'll do that. We'll certainly do that a couple nights. But you know me. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 40. I don't know if I could be multiple crazy nights out. Yeah, I probably will. I've got it in me. One last hurrah. But I, I, I definitely want to do some sightseeing stuff, too. Might have to go. To, might have to go to the museum. Do the Ferris Bueller. We all we walk hand in hand through the museum. <laughs> I've done sightseeing with my family there. Are you talking like Sears Tower? That shit? No. I don't. Like I don't understand why anybody does that shit. What What am I going to go? Oh look, there's a fucking building. What am I going to go to the top? Who cares? I can get a picture from up there. I can find it on Google. No, maybe a museum though. Maybe one day. Go to the Bean. What's the bean? Isn't there like a giant silver bean in Chicago now? I don't know. I think there is. I think that's Chicago. All right, let's get to another call. Andy's never found the bean, if you know what I mean. What's going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Um, I'm currently taking a dump right now. I just thought of a decent question. So, um, what are some sports that you guys wish you played as kids? I know you guys, you know, did the usual stuff, but what's one that you kind of regret that you didn't try or didn't uh, give it enough effort? And what's a sport that even as an adult you kind of are looking forward to or could maybe see yourself getting into and getting good at? 
Uh, for me, I always wish I played basketball more competitively. I was always tall, tall as a kid and uh, not terrible, just shooting around in my driveway. And uh, now that I'm an adult, I kind of just want to get in the pool. You can play it at a bar and get drunk, and you look really cool and make a fucking badass shot. So, yeah, that's about it. Commons are for the New York Rangers. You know what? That would actually be a sport that I would like to play. Nobody ever taught me how to properly play pool. I could teach you to shoot pool. We had a pool table in the basement. That's what I'm saying. So my dad, my brothers, nobody ever taught me. So I'm terrible, and that'd be a fun one for me to know. I could teach you to play pool. It's pretty easy. A lot of people make the simplest mistakes in pool. A lot of people are just standing up when they're shooting. Yeah. You really got to get down low. You want to, you want to, it's like shooting a gun. You want to get down and you want to see what you're aiming at. Like you want to look right down the barrel of your pool cue. People always are like fucking up here. It's like, that's not helpful at all. Uh, my two are easy. Um, the, I was a great swimmer growing up and the only skill in baseball that I have that would be probably considered like a significantly above average was my arm. So I wish I played water polo. I feel like I could have been an Olympic water polo player. Water polo. Yeah. Com- combine my swimming skills with my above average arm. I feel like I could have been like a medalist. I highly regret, but it, East coast water polo is not a thing. It's a very like West coast, like pac 12. Is it? See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So I've, I never played water polo. I would love to do that. And then my, a sort of an answer for both questions is golf. I wish I had golfed more as a kid because yes. then I'd be better now. And I also want to be better at golf. I want to take up golfing more. I've been golfing more over the last year, but I want to golf more just because it's great to get out with your friends, drink some beers on the course. It, it's cliche, but it is really good for like networking you know, you take somebody out on the course, you fucking, you know, you're stuck with them for 18 holes, you talk, you... I agree. You know, whatever. Um, so I want to golf more, and I wish I had golf more as a kid. My my great uncle was a, a big golfer, and when I was a kid, he gave me, like, a set of kids' golf clubs, and, like, I just fucking whacked balls into the woods and then, well, like, gave it up. Well, we will. Yeah. We will. That's the sport I told you I want to pick up, for real. My dad, my dad in my backyard, it was only a half acre, but... He made three. He made three holes. The way he cut the grass, he he cut up. What do you say when you like make them small for kids? Just like you know, what I'm saying he mini golf. No, but I'm saying he he took the the normal uh, irons and cut them up. Oh, for, oh, gotcha. He made the club smaller. Yeah, for us too. That's cool. So he actually pushed golf on us at a young age. But is anybody a golfer? No. Nobody. Nobody. Wow. I think my brother Brad killed a bird once. <laughs> we used to hit golf balls. From throwing his club. Wow. Like the bird flew at the same time. We used to hit golf balls from my front lawn at our neighbor's house across the street. Of course you did. And like, I mean, we busted like, they had these like bulbous like lights that lined their driveway. We put one through a light. We put one through a window. But like, you know, you were a couple hundred yards. You hit a driver. It was like kind of a goal. You're like, you have to hit a fucking solid driver sure. to hit their house. And we did it a couple of times. That's amazing. All right. Time to bring back our favorite game, Prano. You know what it is. Is it Troll or Moron? Yes, sir. Oh, this is great. Time for a little game 
troll or moron? This guy's a, guy a straight-up moron. Complete troll. Total troll. You're not a troll. You're just a moron. I think he's a troll. I'm starting to think he might be just the biggest fucking moron of all time. Or is he trolling us? Troll or moron. Troll or moron. Troll or moron. This might be the best one we've had in a while. Let me, let me see what you think, Prano. Can't wait. Hey, Andy, Joe. So, uh, as a fellow Dirty, dirty Sports listener, I uh, have a message. And the number one rest is the Bengals will never win with Marvin Lewis. But can you blame them for keeping him if he's never going to be better than he has been in the past? There's no ceiling. But you can't get anyone better than him on on the market for coaches. You're not going to hire someone with a higher ceiling, so might as well keep Marvin Lewis with hopes that he improves, <laughs> which what? has not been shown to happen in the future. All right. Go Bengals. Time to So to me, as someone from Cincinnati, I hear this all the time. And Who are you going to get? It comes down to this. The Cincinnati Bengals were 2-14 and 14 before Marvin Lewis came. Mm-hmm. Instantly turns them around. Mm-hmm. The, his first year, they go 8. We, th- we talked about the Browns. It was the same exact thing. A losing culture. His first year with them, they go 8-8. Eight and eight. Vast improvement. They draft Carson Palmer. He has a good run. They, you, you know, they, they've, at one point with Dalton, when they make four or five straight playoffs. It, it's this, look at us before, Right? But my argument, again, has always been he did. He took them from the literally the worst team in the NFL to basically a perennial playoff team in a tough division. But he can't take them the next step. So you do got to get somebody else. Now, is he trolling or is he a moron? I think he's just a moron. I think he's a moron, too. But I I, I don't want to, you know, usually when you play troll or moron, it's it's a it's a, obviously a double-edged sword. You're kind of dissing the guy no matter what. I don't. I think he's a moron because I don't think he's trolling, but I don't really want to call him a moron. Okay. I, just, I think he's just like a sad, battered Bengals fan who says things that like sad, battered Bengals fans say um, because they just don't know what else. But I just think the like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't theory is not appropriate for NFL. There's only one goal. Win a Super Bowl. Yes. This is not Major League Baseball. It's not about being good enough to sell tickets. This isn't the NBA. It's not about bringing a culture of basketball back to your city. This is the NFL. All your games sell out. You have to win a Super Bowl. If you know a guy, I say this is the same thing I say with quarterbacks. If you don't know that they at least have the potential to win you a Super Bowl, then you move on. Move on. Because that's the end game. The idea that there isn't somebody out there that's better than Marvin Lewis is nonsense. Just because you don't know who that is doesn't mean that they're not 
out there. Well, again, look at look at L.A. Look at the Rams. Right. Nobody knew what the Sean McVay guy was going to do. Right. And, I mean, look at McDaniel in San Francisco. He had his shot, and now he's he got another shot. You're telling me last year, two years ago, before he gets the San Francisco job, he's not a better option? You mean Shanahan? Shanahan. Sorry. Where's yeah. where's McDaniel these days? He, is he still a Patriots? Yeah, he's still offensive coordinator. He didn't get a job last year? No. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. This whole concept of we don't, you know, it's like, it, it's... It's the equivalent of staying in a relationship because it's comfortable. Yeah. And you don't want to move on. But there's no excitement in the relationship. You st- you settle. Yeah. It breaks, I, breaks I, my heart when I see dudes do it. Yeah. I don't I just don't think I think the I think the talent window has closed yeah. on the Bengals. It did. And so then it also begs the question like, do you even want to go eight and eight again? Or do you want a full reset? Do you want a culture change? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't think Marvin Lewis is the answer, obviously. All right. We, 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 we can't escape the time. I'm going to just play these last, this last call and these last couple calls because I haven't had a chance to discuss it on the podcast. I entered your world, Joe Prano. Okay. Of battling trolls on an issue or a person. I entered your world with Tiger Woods. Okay. I I had no clue I was getting into. Right. So I'm going to play. You should have. I've been talking about it for months. How did you not know? I don't know. I guess I didn't pay close enough attention. So here's, here's one call. What's up, Joe and Andy? It's Jay from Minnesota, your number one farmer dirtball. Listening to the calls from the Tiger Woods slurpers, it's just pathetic. It's like, what? It's like, the guy comes back and gets, I mean, yeah, it's like a, it's like being a fucking Dwight Howard. It's just pathetic. Just, just, just do it. Just, just, uh, just fucking let go, man. It's, oh, fuck. Sad. Sad to listen to. And that's all I was trying to say on my tweets. I know you guys are sick of hearing this, but but when when I battled nonstop, it was the most I've ever battled ever. It was actually a week ago, today. Was the the notion, which I don't know why people don't understand, the notion that he's back, he's back because there's there's two things in play here. Because he had a sixty four and he had his lowest round ever. But my argument is, but he still didn't win. And you know why he didn't win? Because the players are better. No. He didn't win because he had his best round ever on Sunday, but he was not consistent through the four rounds of golf that make a golf tournament. If he had played better on Thursday and Friday, when he hit a 64 on Sunday, he would have won. But he didn't play better on Thursday and Friday. Why? Because the greatest golfer in history can no longer put together four complete rounds of golf. He can be mediocre on Thursday and fantastic on Sunday, and you do not win. There was a time where Tiger Woods played great on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday and won major tournaments by 12 strokes. And I want to address a lot of people come at me. The same argument. Oh, you love LeBron. You and Prano love LeBron. Guys, 
How many times am I going to say one is an individual sport and one is a team sport? End of argument. If, if you can't understand. LeBron James has made the last nine NBA finals. Tiger Woods can play four consecutive days of good golf. So, well, that's a whole other thing. If you can't understand that one is an individual versus one is a team sport, because Le- LeBron still has to rely on his teammates. Tiger has to rely on no one. No one. If there was a one-on-one competition in the NBA, LeBron ain't losing. That's the point. That's the point I just try to make. And, and again, if you can't understand that, I can't help you. Because it, it's basic, it's a basic, easy thing to understand. And that's basically where it ends. And people, again, kept bringing that up to me. Oh, you, oh, you, you wouldn't stop tweeting about LeBron the last few finals. Yeah. Yeah, because he scored 51 points in the fucking game one, and his teammate didn't know the score. It, it The equivalent of comparing Tiger Woods... To LeBron James is saying Tiger Woods not only shoots a 64 on Sunday, he shoots a 64 on Saturday, on Friday, on Thursday, and then his caddy signs the wrong scorecard and he loses. That's 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 your Tiger Woods LeBron James comparison. That's what it is. He he does absolutely everything to win a tournament, and then some guy goes, "What? Why did you? What? Why did you write that on the card? I, that's not even what the fuck happened. Like I lose by default." Even though I had, even though I played better than everybody else, I lose. And, and again, it's like I, letting J.R. Smith be Tiger Woods' caddy. I don't understand. And he gets down to the 18th hole. He's he's shooting for a he's shooting for a 12-stroke win, and J.R. Smith picks up the ball and cleans it. And they're like, "No, you're not allowed to do that." And again, there's a difference between me understanding why people are excited. I get that. There's a difference between me understanding why people are excited. Of course. Of v- verse. Everyone should listen to this. Verse. Me saying, I don't understand how you don't understand, Tiger people. He's not back. He's not back until he wins. I, I don't understand how you don't get that. You can't say someone's back when they're not winning. I just, I just, it's such an easy concept. And even Tug and I were texting, Tug Coker. And he said, I want to come on your show to talk golf the next time. And I said, Well, Tug, you're going to, and see, and then he got mad at me. He's like, He's like, you and Joe, I just think, I, I'm like, well, you're going to have to wait till next season because all the majors are over. And, and that's another thing I want to bring up real quick. Again, now that I entered this world, these people who want to bring up non-majors, no one who cares. Oh, but hold on. He hasn't won one of those in five years. So what are we bringing up? He hasn't won a golf tournament in five years. Major, not major, fucking pro-am. But it's just funny. Celebrity tournament, charity event. Yeah, Tiger you're Woods right. has not won a golf tournament in five years. This show did not exist the last time Tiger Woods won a fucking golf tournament. Every single word that you have heard from the two hosts of the podcast you are listening to, every second of the Dirty Sports podcast has happened after Tiger Woods won his last golf tournament. The existence that is inside your ears right now. Started after Tiger Woods won his last golf tournament. This is who you guys were arguing is the greatest player of all time. And rightfully so, you can argue that if you want. That's why I'm holding him to a level of he's fucking back. There was a time where he was dominating golf. Now you're excited that he took second. It's the saddest shit I've ever heard. 
I, I'll say, I said it last episode. We did the, they had this conversation, and I'll say it again. Michael Phelps swept an Olympics, won eight gold medals. If he somehow makes the 2020 Olympics, barely makes the team, and takes silver in one race, the fucking 200 fly, his specialty event, and he takes silver, could you imagine saying he's back? Ugh! I would be, I'd be, I'd fucking feel so sad. Not, not that silver's not an accomplishment. Not that I was ever able to win a silver medal in the Olympics. I'm not saying that wouldn't be a great accomplishment for an athlete, but it wouldn't be Michael Phelps's back. And I think that's sums it up. I know personally, I, I said what I had to say. I have nothing else to say. I'm not going to argue again. Uh, I did it. I've entered Prano's world, and to be honest, it's a fucking exhausting world. I, I don't know if I have your 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 strength and stamina, Prano. I know it takes a very special kind of person to be committed to showing people on the internet their stupidity. It's it's you know, it's Gandhi like honestly. Multiple people unfollowed me, which is hilarious. Like said it. It's like okay, cool. Most and, and and one more quick thing though about the tiger thing and you and I exchanged messages on our own about this. I have noticed a lot of you tiger slurpers. Joe and I are older than you guys. I've already said it. I've you don't you don't remember. I'm 36. I'm almost 37. Joe's 39. We remember. I remember. I was a junior and senior in high school. I was 17, 18 years old. I remember tiger dominating. I mean, just crushing it. You guys who are 25 and under, you don't remember shit. Get the fuck out but of that's, here. But that... You don't remember that shit. That is... To me, that is where these people come from. They sat on daddy's lap on Sunday. He was drinking cold beers, and he was happy because his favorite golfer was winning. And they were going, and he was like, listen, son, this is the best golfer. You know what? You're, 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 you're here in a special time, Matt. You're here at a special time, little Matty. This is the greatest golfer of all time. He's ne- no one's ever been better than him at golf. Does he, have, does he have the most major championships ever? No, but he will one day. He will one day day one day he'll beat nicholas he'll beat all of them he's gonna have the most you sit here you sit next to daddy and you watch the best golfer that ever played and then fucking 15 years later 10 years removed from his last major five years removed from his last tournament they they just want they want daddy to be right because daddy now watches golf and he's a little bit angry maybe switch to scotch he's not super happy why aren't you getting better grades in college matt you fucking idiot. I fucking hate it. He's like, I remember when Tiger was winning. Dad was so happy. I just need Tiger to be back. I just need my relationship with my daddy to be back. It, it's This is the analogy. I remember, I'll never forget, I was on a vacation. I was in the first grade. And I remember, and my dad's not an NBA guy at all now, but he used to be. I remember how excited he was talking with some of the other dads we were in South Carolina at this place we used to go to called Fripp Island. I remember they were having a huge discussion about it was the Pistons versus the Lakers. But I was too young, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was seven. I just right. remember, oh, Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson, and they were so into it. It's like I was too young. I, I can't talk about those. I can talk about Jordan, especially his second three-peat, because I was old enough. I can't talk about those 
those Lakers, Pistons, or, or, or Celtics. I can't talk about those teams. It was before my time. I was seven, eight years old. Yeah. Just like you guys don't know shit about Tiger. <sighs> anyway, those are the calls. 310. Is that the hotline? Yeah. 310-359-8365. Damn, I needed a second. Uh, yeah, and Dirtball Mail. Jesus, you guys know my address. I don't even think <laughs> I need to say it. Chicago. Tickets are still available. I'm really excited for Chicago. I said that before, but I'll say it again. Early September in Chicago, week one, I've seen some dirt balls saying that there's a festival there that they might go, they might spend a Saturday. Like, see, the Wu Tang is going to be in town, by the way. Oh my God. I don't think I'll be able to see the Wu Tang because I'll have a show that night. But just, let me just say one thing Joe Prano and the RZA in a city together, both performing. Week one of the NFL season, White Sox game, Cubs game, headlining. Thir- was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Live podcast Thursday? If you live within fucking 10 hours of Chicago, how are you not there? Well, 10 hours now. Yeah. What I mean, what's the answer? 10 hours is a, how long a flight? It's a fucking hour and a half flight. 10 hour drive, if you have one buddy, that's easy. I drive up to Tahoe eight hours all the time. Fine, make it eight. Eight hours. If you're at eight hours, what are you not coming for? It's going to be a fucking bonanza. Ruther's convinced me to have multiple nights of savagery, blackout drunkenness. I'm going to eat some fucking wet beef sandwiches, some deep dish pizza. And I'm going to eat some wet beef pussy. Yeah. I'm going to go see (laughs) two stadiums I've never been to before on the stand-up and stadiums tour. And then just week one, NFL, unless they swoop in with a rule that says fucking players have to stand, week one about to be Liddy. Uh, he's back. He's back. No chills back. Guys, so JoePrano.com has Miller Lights, probably super fresh when you're in the Midwest. Joe's website, JoePrano.com. JoePrano.com, Comedy Bar, the Comedy Bar website. Get your live podcast. Tweet us. Tweet us pics of your uh, – I've already had people do it. Pictures of your uh, purchase for the shows. Picture your purchase for the podcast. Picture your purchase for the ball games. Oh, man. We're going to get banged up. It's lit, fam. Yeah, check it out, guys. Just a couple weeks away. Dirtball Palooza. Anything else you want to push? Nah, JoePrano.com for shows. I'll be up in the Bay Area uh, the last weekend of August, first couple days of September. I'm doing a show in the East Bay on the 31st, Friday the 31st. Saturday, I'll be at the Giants game. Saturday, working on shows Thursday and Saturday in San Francisco. Sunday, show in Santa Cruz at the Crow's Nest. So if you're Bay Area Area Dirtball, hit me up there. Uh, Joe Prano on Instagram, Fix Your Life on Twitter, and, and Chicago. Let's do it. DirtySports.com, at the Dirty Sports on social media, at Andy Ruther. Yeah, guys. Again, if you use those promo codes, the promo codes, again, are always in the description of the podcast. All right, Prano, I think that's it. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Dirtballs, thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the Dirtball fan mail. Love getting that. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.